And welcome back to another episode of Off Trail. I'm Luke. I'm Chandler. And we are Off Trail. Yes, we are. It's kind of been a minute. It has, yeah. Um, at least since we've recorded one of these. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we stack them up a little bit if we can and batch episodes and release them at later dates. But um, here we are again. And and we have a, a good conversation for this show. It's one that and I think, you know, maybe a lot of people at home realize, but because we live together, mm-hmm. we have a lot of different conversations quite often. Yeah. And they're not just like simple conversations like, hey, let's go to Zion this weekend. It's like, hey, who are we as photographers? It's kind of a deep question. Yeah. Like, like we, we get serious. We get deep with it. Yeah. And um, we're very introspective. Yeah. And for a, a long time, we've always said like, we, we just need to record these conversations. Mm-hmm. And so today's conversation is going to kind of be about one of the things we've talked about a little bit. And it's kind of sparked the idea for it, this episode, sparked from our recent adventure yesterday. Yeah. At least at the time of this recording. Um, up on the, the, I guess, the mountainside and a bunch of snow. Yeah. We were down in Alpine. Yeah, it was a good little good little trek. Yeah, the we, had a, we had a good crew out with uh, Scott and Will and B-Dotes. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, Will's dog Finn. Oh yeah. But um, but what came up, you know, we we went up there hoping to have some great conditions and and find a good landscape shot. Yeah. To take that, you know, more or less was obvious looking out along the horizon, mm-hmm. the grand scene. But it was overcast and foggy, and you really couldn't see all that far. Yeah. Which doesn't lend itself to what scene I tried to describe there, you know, that we were looking for. And so it kind of made things a little tougher for us. And so the the conundrum we found ourselves in was, what do we shoot now? Because we were out all day. Yeah. And hoping to come back with something. And so the, the, the problem that we were trying to solve was, how do we find something that is worth shooting because it's tricky. A lot of times we go places, and the shot is obvious mm-hmm. to us. I mean, you go to Zion, you go to Arches. Yeah. You know, there's a rock that's standing there ready for you to photograph it. Yeah. But uh, the obvious shots, yeah. 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 And and this time, you know, there was none of that. Mm. You had to search for it. Yeah. And I think it's a really good conversation to start, and I'll hand it off to you here, about trying to f- learn how to be flexible and train your eye to look for different things with your photography work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, there's a lot of us who we get into photography, at least for myself, you know, I got in through, you know, seeing stuff on Instagram and and things like that. And you kind of see photos of kind of the main spots, you know, we, we can use like Delicate Arch, for example. A lot of people take photos of Delicate Arch. It's very photogenic arch. It's it's an easy one to it's, photograph. Yeah, it's an icon. Yeah. So, um, and so we kind of, you know, we we become a little bit more honed in and focused on taking those kind of grand, you know, iconic shots that everybody gets. And those shots are great. You know, I love getting those shots. Everybody loves getting. I recommend everybody use those shots. Yeah, and it, we're we're not saying don't go get those. Yeah, absolutely by all means, go get, get those. them. Yeah, they look great in your wall at home. Oh yeah, um, but I think that they're they're comes a point um, where you start to you find the need to train your eye and kind of develop yourself as a photographer 
to look for whether it's smaller things or maybe I don't know if you can go bigger than you know saying the scene of delicate arch, but you know you try to find various scenes and of different scopes and whatnot, and um, it takes some training. Um, and you know, for myself as a photographer, I found this was th- this was kind of tricky about this little trip that we went on last night or yesterday morning. You know, I'm used to going out and finding the more grand landscapes and stuff. That's kind of like what I love. And we went out there and there was no grand landscape. So I was like, oh, I'm going to try to shoot some, you know, cool macro things. You know, it was snowing and stuff and all the pine trees and everything were covered in snow and everything. And there were little waterfalls. We were kind of hiking along this little stream and stuff and trying to take little, you know, small scene photos of this. And I'm not totally trained on that. And, you know, that's something that I have... You know, I've I've hindered myself by not ever really focusing on that, you know. And so I was going around trying to find, you know, little macro photos of stuff. And I I, I couldn't find things as easy. But I know that there's, there's people out there who, you know, they can go out and they can find that stuff real quick. And they can make something really cool out of something that's not iconic or grand or huge or whatnot. Yeah, and I, just a couple points of what you're saying. You, you said a macro shot, and we're not talking about a true macro photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a smaller landscape shot, mm-hmm. like on a smaller scale. Exactly. Um, you know, I actually have my macro lens with me. We could have tried for that, but we were not, because um, that is even more different than what we're used to doing. But I think, like, the, the example that I'd like, there's two examples I'd like to pull out of this to prove what we're talking about. So, like I said, the grand landscape was kind of, it wasn't there. It was gone. Yeah, yeah. we didn't have that. Um, but there were certain shots that, um, you know, were pointed out by B-dotes uh, of, like, trees on the hillside. Mm. You know, if you're, like, looking through a little break in branches or you find a good little slot to shoot through mm-hmm. and you can isolate a tree on the hillside. Yeah. And that can look like a great shot. And and he showed us some of those shots and they are great. Yeah. And so like those are good um good photos to come away with on a trip like that. Um especially if you know how to edit those, you know? And because I, I have a shot that's similar to that that I used on my 50 50 challenge mm-hmm. a long time ago. And they look great. You know, you yeah. can you can get all those. Um the other example and not to like toot my own horn here, but in a way, like I actually didn't succeed the way I thought I would. But we were at one of the spots, we were on this bridge, and there was a little like creek area with like mini waterfalls that was coming down through it. Mm-hmm. And we were all shooting it from the bridge. And I saw this scene and, and knew there was something there. Mm-hmm. I was like, I really like this, I want to shoot this. But I don't want to shoot it from the bridge. I want to be in the creek, basically. Yeah. And so I ruined all your photos. Yeah. You got more into the creek than I did. Yes, which is payback for something else we'll talk about eventually this podcast. But, (laughs) um, like, I got in the creek and went up it a little bit to get into a spot that I thought looked good. And I shot it from there. And I came away right away after that moment, not really liking the way it looked. And I even told you as much, like, on that bridge after. I was like, not what I was hoping for. Yeah. But when I got home and I edited that, and you've seen it, it actually is a great photo. It's a sweet image. Yeah, yeah. it's a great photo. 
And so maybe it took editing to actually pull it out, yeah. or I don't seeing it on a bigger screen and whatnot. So yeah, I don't quite know, but it it's a it's a great example of what we're talking about, where we were out there, mm-hmm. and I could see something. I'm like, I know there's something here, and I'm gonna see if I can figure out what it is, but I didn't quite know what it was going to be. Yeah. And I'm sure if I could go back and have more time reshoot, I could probably do better. But in that moment, with the obvious stuff taken away from us, mm-hmm. we were able to find something that actually turned out pretty good. Yeah. And then later on, too, it, it, we found a shot. I should say Scott Osborne found a shot, which mm-hmm. kudos to him. Yeah. Um, took a little bushwhacking to make this shot happen. Actual, yeah. But he found a shot, which... When you're down there, is very obvious. Oh yeah, and like we had to climb down the hill a little bit. Yeah, get like climb into this little gorge yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, when you're down there, it's very obvious, but from up top, it's not. And so we have these examples of how you can find things out there, but it's very hard and different for a lot of people if they're not used to doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it was. Uh... I don't. I think it was. I think it was kind of a cool little experiment for all of us. You know, it kind of pushed us a little bit. I think all of us came away with a shot that was, you know, a little bit different than. Well, all of us obviously got shots that were different from each other, but that were different than like the typical things you see on Instagram. You know, Beatles got a sweet shot, and it took him straddling a river. You know, oh, to great get job, Beatles on that. Yeah, one. it was awesome. Um, Will got a great drone shot. He got a sweet view on the bridge. Yeah. That was a scary moment, but yeah, I did it for the for the gram. Yeah, you know, and so it's just I think it's a really good example of, you know, you're not always going to be in a position where an obvious, amazing shot is available to you. Yeah, but that does not mean there's nothing. Exactly. And like I say this a lot too about what I like to try and do, is if, and it's actually kind of what I did end up doing this day besides that one landscape shot is I say, oh, the conditions aren't great for landscape. I'm going to shoot portraits. Yep. I need a model. Come over here. And I can switch gears like that because even if I can't see across the entire horizon, I can find portraits of people drawn near anywhere. Yeah, which is an advantage that you have over almost everybody else I know. Yeah. Because, like, I can't do – I try to, but, you know, it's, it's mainly just me trying, you know. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is an opportunity for me to kind of learn, but you just, you jump into it. Yeah, so, and I got... It's I like know. second nature. Yeah, I mean, I got, I don't know, 10 portraits that I loved. Yeah. I mean, I got like eight of you with a silly face oh, that are face. amazing. Yeah. You know, our group chat loved them. It, yeah. But, um, you know, like it's, and, and I'm very, you know, I guess I'm blessed, grateful to, to be able to switch gears like that because mm-hmm. it makes it fun for me. But like if I was just a landscape guy only... Yesterday would have sucked. Yeah, you would have been toast. Yeah, like be like, oh, this is a wasted day. Yeah, but instead you can, you know, you can search for new things and train your eye like that. Mm-hmm. And I think I'd also like to bring it back to uh, an experience and a conversation I had with our buddy RB Richard Brown, who lives out uh, back at home in Illinois. That's really close to me, actually, mm-hmm. where I grew up. I got to meet up with him uh, over Christmas break when I went home. And we went out to a little um, woods, forest, preserve area. And you know, that's like all we really have back in Illinois. We don't have mountains or 
you know, we have some okay hills, but not much. Tall stalks of corn. We got corn, but it's winter, so, you know, the corn's not really there. And so, you know, we're walking through the woods, and he stops and takes a couple photos of, I think it was berries on, like, twigs. Mm -hmm. And he made a comment, like, yeah, I'm just getting a couple shots of berries. You know, that's all I got. And it's like, it is all you kind of have here. Mm -hmm. But it's... What you can't do in those situations is take it as like discouragement from wanting to get out and shoot. Because, you know, if you live in a place like that where there's none of the obvious stuff, that can be really hard. I understand. Yeah. I live through that. I know yeah. what that's like. I could only take so many different photos of my dog walking through the woods. Mm-hmm. It's the way it is. You, you eventually want to get more. But the thing a lot of people don't realize is all that time that Richard spends in the woods all the time that I spent in the woods before I moved out here trains you in a way that it's it's hard to find the 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 payoff for it mm-hmm. because you don't often get the chance to really show like what you can do yeah yeah you know and so the more time you spend in those situations honing your skills training your eye to see all those things when you get to the big show out in Utah in Wyoming, wherever you are, Mm -hmm. that's when you're going to see it pay off because you're going to get to these places and you're going to be like, there's a shot, there's a shot, there's a shot. It's immediate. Yeah. 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 You see it everywhere. I think that's part of like, there's one guy that I'm thinking of, for example, uh, Jacob Dilly. He's out in Columbus. Uh, We've never met him, but we've been interacting, at least I've been interacting with him on Instagram for two and a half years now. And, you know, he's, he's kind of become a little bit of an Instagram buddy. He's bought one of our hats before and stuff. And he's out in Columbus. So he's got, you know, Columbus. He can go do street photography stuff. But he also goes, does, goes out and does a lot of, like, waterfall stuff. Because that's really all he has. You know, he doesn't have, same thing. He doesn't really have a lot of, like, mountains and things like that. He doesn't have Arches National Park or Canyonlands or anything like that. So he's got all these little things to kind of work with and really, really work hard to train his eye and develop his skills. And then several months ago, he went on a trip to Oregon. And the shots he got in Oregon were phenomenal. So, so good. So, And I feel like, you know, it was this very similar experience to him where he walked out there and he was like, oh, this is, this is obvious. Yeah, and it's like, I, I just, I want to make it, like, known that a lot of people go under the radar because of this. You know, guys like Jacob, guys like Richard. Yeah. You know, you see their shots and, like, you know, Compared to what we're used to, you may be tempted to say, ah, it's nothing special. But yeah. like... Just because the subjects. Yeah. But like, great example here. I'd like to see what you would do out there. I don't know what I would do. Because yeah. there isn't the obvious stuff. Yeah. And you're not used to having to dig for those shots. Yeah. No. And so it's like, you know... When I think about like us going to the park, or even when we were walking up in the mountain, I, I almost planned on not taking anything. Like I was, I was like, no, I, I know I'm not going to get anything great today. And that's kind of the mindset that I walked into that with. Yeah. And I so. know now you are very happy you brought your camera. I'm, I'm, yeah. Oh yeah. But, um, no, I, I just think it's, it's a very, it's, it's a point that a lot of people need to hear mm-hmm. because we are very lucky to live where we are because we have everything, all the opportunity we could ever ask for mm-hmm. within a six hour radius of where we live. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't. And that does not make them bad photographers. Yeah, no. So much of what people think, of, say, you and me as good photographers, is simply because we live in a place that allows us to do this, and we go out. Mm-hmm. 
you know, obviously we know our way around a camera and all that stuff too, but like we get the shots that are easy to get. Mm-hmm. We don't go get a lot of the hard shots. Yeah. Because the hard shots, a lot of people don't recognize and yeah. they don't realize. I think there's, there's a little bit of a standard that's kind of set by Instagram as well, where the shots that are of the cooler places, like Instagram rewards, like images of really cool scenes and really cool like places. It's more so about that than it is like, you know, the technical photography stuff. Right, true photography. So, like true photography, yeah. yeah. And I think that's, it's a fun segue into what we really want to talk about in this episode, which is trying to learn what it takes to be a true, say in this example, landscape photographer. Because we obviously know a ton of great photographers out there. Mm -hmm. But I would venture to say that at least 90% of them are really just Instagram photographers. You know, they take great landscapes. I'm not saying they don't. But the vast majority of what they do is geared specifically for Instagram. Yes. I mean, for the most part, I'm kind of this way too. You are. I mean, we all mm-hmm. are because Instagram is the easy medium for how to share your work. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't really realize that until I started working at Lifetime because I thought like, oh, I'd like kind of have a pretty good grasp on this photography thing. And I started working there and I was like, oh, no, I'm not great at all. Like, I'm not good at all. Like, I have so much more to learn. Like there's a whole other world of photography that's outside of Instagram. And I don't really I don't think a lot of people really realize that exists. Yeah. So. And and a lot of the people who like are in those scenarios, you know, they're not even on Instagram. Or yeah. they rarely share a photo. They yeah, they really yeah. And it's because it doesn't mean enough to them. They're not doing this for some social media clout or anything. They do it because they like it and they are good mm-hmm. at this craft. And those people are I think far more interesting to to learn from, yes. talk to, because they come at it from a much more pure perspective mm-hmm. of things. Yeah, they may not know where every single location is on the earth like we kind of do, mm-hmm. but you take them out to a place and they're going to get a shot that you would never see. Mm-hmm. And I want to I want to highlight a photographer that we have talked about a lot, especially in with this conversation, and that is Mark Denny. Yeah. Um, he's one of the guys that I I kind of stumbled onto early. And so I've known about him for a while. And I would say a lot of all the say bigger name photographers out there, he's the one that I probably actually like the most. And it's because you see his work and you can tell he's just a true landscape photographer. He sees scenes in places that I never would. No, same. Yeah, Be- because it's not a scene where like you you look at it and say, "I need to put a person in that shot." Mm-hmm. It's a scene where you know it's a trail with some steps, it's winding up a mm-hmm. little hill, and we simply walk through it. Yeah, because we're like, "Oh, there's something cool up here. There's an epic yeah. shot I'm yeah. gonna get." We have to get to the location. Yeah, the spot. Yeah, and and he takes he would take a photo of somewhere along the trail to the spot. Yeah, and. Dare I say, his photo is going to be better than ours. Oh, yeah. Even in this epic location. Oh, yeah, 100%. And it's because he, a guy like him, and I'm not saying it's just him, but there's a ton of these people, Mm -hmm. can see a scene before any of us ever would, and they can make it look incredible. Mm -hmm. You know, I know he's got a a handful of photos like that, where I see them, like, I never would have stopped to take that photo. Yeah. 
Yeah, same. And and that's how you know when you, when you find a person like that that you know guys like you and me for as good as we might be, there are even higher levels. Oh yeah. To this game that we are simply not on. No. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. Um. Yeah. No. There, there's a lot of those guys like that, and it's that's something that in my own photography and in my own you know, growth in this thing. I've started to really pay much more attention to those guys and see what they're doing and, you know, to try to use that to develop my own, my own set of photography or my own set of skills, you know, cause I'm, you, you know, what's the, what's the saying you, you have to, there's a saying, I can't think of what it is. Basically you, you, you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. Right. You know, you want to be the dumbest person in the room. Right. And that's kind of why I feel like when I'm looking at social media or I'm watching videos on YouTube, like I want to, be the dumbest person. I want to be watching the smartest people. So yeah, and it's all about you know who you're trying to compare yourself to. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you're comparing yourself to, say, the people that you hang out with that are either just learning or are at your level, well, you're not going to see much growth mm-hmm. because you're never looking at stuff that's better than yours. Or maybe you have such an ego where you think no one's stuff is better than yours. Yeah, like that's the wrong approach to take. Oh, yeah. You know, like you said, you should be finding those people whose work out there you really respect. But also, I think there's a point to be made that you should know what it is about their work that you respect. Mm-hmm. You know, it shouldn't be that they have 50,000 followers yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. And that's why you like them. Mm-hmm. You should find specific aspects about their work, about their photos, that you're like, I, this is what I appreciate about their work. Mm-hmm. And I want to try and make mine more like theirs. Mm-hmm. And that's how you're going to see tremendous growth. You know, is looking at those things and trying to be like, okay, maybe I do this in my photo next. Maybe I do this. But if you never do that, if you're never looking at something higher, something greater than yourself, where where do you possibly expect to be in this world? Yeah, yeah, exactly. This actually like makes me think. So I was watching a uh, a video today, not to bring up another big photographer that both of us like, but Nigel Danson. I was watching a video of his today while I, while I was at work and. He had this whole video about how he feels imposter syndrome. You know, like he's not good enough because he sees all of his buddies taking incredible photos and stuff. And it's like even a guy like Nigel Danson, who's phenomenal, is like, oh, I don't know. Like I, I feel like I can be better and stuff. You know, and he's always looking to improve. There's always room to improve, especially in photography, videography, whatever. There's always room to be better. There's always somebody who's going to be better than you. So Yeah, and, you know, dare I say that trying to be better – in the ways like guys like Nigel Danson or Mark Denny, where you can tell they're just pure photographers mm-hmm. and not doing this for Instagram. Yeah. Or at least with that in mind. Like, I, I swear that's a lot more rewarding than it is trying to be like your Instagram favorites. Yeah. You know, because you're creating work that means more to you mm-hmm. that is going to look a lot better on your wall than... You know, yeah. a, a shot with a person in a cool landscape is going to look. Yeah. And and there's just a lot more value in trying to produce work like that as opposed to just trying to get a couple more likes or follows. Yeah. And honestly, like, this is another thing that I was thinking about today. You know, follower count does not, it, it does not equal talent. It does not equal skill oh, at no. all. No so, way. So, like, some of my favorite photographers, you know, they have a, a very small following. And that does not mean, in fact, like there's, there's a lot of people who have huge followings and they're not good. You know, they're, they're not great photographers. People think to think they are just because they have, you know, 60, 70, hundred thousand followers, whatever. 
that's just because they're good at playing the Instagram game. And that's different than being a good photographer. So. Yeah, it is. There's a vast difference. Yeah. And and you can be both. You can be a great photographer you can and have be. a great following, obviously. Yeah. But the way social media works, it doesn't reward people for the highest quality photos and being the best photographer. It's all about playing a silly game mm-hmm. with names and faces that you will never meet or see. Mm-hmm. And... That is a game that you know I am not going to play. Yeah, you know, and it's just something that a lot of people get caught up in. That they equate, like you said, follower accounts with, you know, how good someone truly is or success, and that's simply not the case. Mm-hmm. Sure, you might have a, a brand you're building, you're doing work freelance. That's great. Yeah, I, I applaud you for that. You're self-employed. All that's great. Yeah, but that does not equate like a one-to-one connection there with you being the best photographer either, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just it's just the way it is. And people got to get over that. Yeah. Yep. It's true. I mean, you know, we uh, kind of talking about, you know, the world of commercial photography. Um, at work, we did this little class with a guy who's, he's a professional, you know, commercial photographer. He does work with like, you know, he's, he's taking photos of Peter McKinnon and Gary Vee and all these, you know, Casey Neistat. He's buddies with Casey Neistat. And phenomenal photographer i don't know the dude has like 900 instagram followers you know like he's not playing that game one of the best photographers i've ever seen so yeah it's it's just a totally different world yeah and and there's you know if you want to play the social media game play it play it but but i have at it i i just have to believe that it's much more rewarding to not do that Mm -hmm. and try and do all of this for your own personal gain you know Mm -hmm. to 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 make work that is important to you and improve your craft for the sake of improving your craft and not trying to just get popular yep, exactly. on a social media app yep. because it's meaningless. Yep. It just is. Yep. Not about, not about being popular. So. No, it, we're not. And, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, off the top of my head, I don't have any other comments yeah. uh, on this, yeah. of how we can continue. I don't know if you do, um, but uh, maybe this is a good place to stop for this conversation. Yeah. And, and maybe we'll pick it back up. You know, if there's people who see this and have their own comments, please leave them. Oh, yeah. Because we'd love to continue this conversation. If you have more questions about it or challenges to our opinions, leave them. Because we would love to come back to this. Yeah, we love this conversation. We have it a lot, too. Yeah, so. yeah. Because a lot of the people we do stuff with, they are fully involved in that game. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know... It's not one that I have any desire to play because I would much rather take 30 shots that I think are going to look phenomenal on my wall printed Mm -hmm. than take a shot that really is only ever going to live on Instagram. Yep. In fact, we actually had this conversation last night where I've been, you know, I printed a couple photos recently and I had originally edited these photos for Instagram. With backlit screens and everything. screens and everything, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I got them printed out, and they looked like trash. They looked awful. Yeah. And I, you know, I had to take a step back there, and I was like, what am I really, like, doing this for? Because I kind of go through phases where I'm like, oh, I'm editing these for editing these or taking these photos for Instagram. And then I take a step back, and I'm like, no, these are just for, you know, my own person. I want to make, like, the best, most professional-looking stuff, stuff that's going to look good on my wall, you know? And then I kind of fall back into the Instagram thing, and and so now I'm like, what do I, what do I actually want to do? And I, I think I value the photos that look better on my wall and the, and the photos that like 
you know, I really work for, like one of the photos that I got yesterday, you know, I love that photo. I didn't think I was going to get that photo and it's not any kind of photo that I normally would have taken for Instagram. So yeah, there, but. there's just more to be had out there. You know, if you really push yourself, train your eye to see things in a different light mm-hmm. and you know, that's going to take your photography game to the next level yep. and it, it's worth it. It really is. Yeah. It's more worth it than trying to just, you know, be popular. Yeah, because ultimately, like, you know, that's that's really not going to, Yeah. you know, it, I mean, I don't know, that's not satisfying for me. I love sharing photos on Instagram, but it's not for, like, oh, I'm going to get so many followers from this, you know. It's just because I, I like sharing the photos that I take. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. That's it for this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, be sure, if you're watching or listening to like this video, subscribe to the YouTube channel or subscribe to our podcast channel on whatever platform you're listening on. Um, and uh, again, leave us a comment, questions, anything. We are happy to take requests for episodes. Oh, yeah. Because um, we like recording these. It's fun. Yeah. You know, have a little chat. It's a good time. A little chat ski. Hmm. I mean, so, I don't like talking to you that much, but no, it's kind of fun. But uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. All right. We'll see you later. Later. Bye.